episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Jackson Miller, your host. And today's episode is another great interview. I had my my business partner, Grant Cantress, on with me, and we interviewed Nathan Hearn. Nathan is a tiler. He's an entrepreneur. He's a multi-business owner, and he's a young guy with a lot of ambition. I know you're really going to get a lot of good value from this content. Not, not only did we talk about his tile business, but we talked about some of his other businesses. And I say multiple businesses because a person like Nathan doesn't just stop at one. And one of his businesses right now, he's not making tile money. It's Christmas time, so he's making that ding, 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 Christmas money. <laughs> he's got a great side gig during the holiday season, and he slows everything down because of the uh, basically the potential to make more money as a business owner and to mix things up and to, to live and learn and enjoy being an entrepreneur. And if you enjoy those types of discussions, I know you're going to enjoy today's discussion. Listen, Tile Money, this podcast and our Facebook group, everything we do is brought to you by the Tile Money University. Tile Money University is where like-minded tile contractors, serious business owners are meeting every single week as a group to discuss their businesses, their challenges, their growth, how they can better themselves, how they can better their business, how they can better their communities, how they can lead better how they can read the numbers better, how they can come to understand how much they should be charging to reach their goals and and to set up a legacy business. If you want to learn more about Tile Money University, click on the link in the um, description of this video or podcast, wherever you're listening or watching this, or just hit me up. You can DM, PM, text me, however you want to get a hold of me. Just get a hold of me. Say, I'm, I'm interested in that Tile Money University thing. And we also have one-on-one coaching. I am really enjoying some one-on-one coaching with the members who choose to do that. Uh, we're able to, you know, get a little bit more concentrated that way and, and set them bigger goals. And I'm really excited to be some of the members hitting goals that they thought they might never hit, you know, within this year. But here it's it's been two, three months and they're hitting their goals and they're staying on track and they're seeing uh, the return on their investment tenfold. All right, Tile friends. Well, I know you're going to enjoy this interview. Then how are you? Hey, guys. Good to have you on today, man. So you're Thanks. over in Oklahoma? I'm- yeah, and I'll just say that I'm honored to be a part of the show. Like I hear on talk radio all the time, longtime listener, first time caller. Right on. <laughs> and um, you know, based on some of the the past guests, I'm uh, I'm in rarefied air. I'm in good company, so I'm just honored to be here. I love talking shop and uh, excited to get into it with you guys. Nice, nice. Well, give us give us the introduction where where you're at and kind of also like. Your early years of, you know, your introduction to the trade. Yeah, so um, I have a very, uh, it's a it's a non-stereotypical tile guy background, I guess you could say. I was, uh, I went to college for music. I got a vocal performance degree, so they taught me how to sing opera, and I, I learned all that stuff. Um, I worked in churches for a couple years. And in the meantime, while I was doing all that, you know, became a homeowner and was too cheap to hire anyone else to do work on my house. And so that's how I I learned how to do it. Um, I was, you know, when I was younger, I was sneaking into my dad's workshop and, and using tools that he didn't want me to use when I was 12 and 13 years old doing woodworking and stuff like that. And I've always been curious about, uh, just construction and how that stuff uh, came together and how that worked. Um, after I got tired of working at churches, I uh, worked at a lawnmower shop, you know, like like all tile guys do in their beginning stages. Um, but, it, that you know, that was cool, too. I, I learned how small engines work and um, machines and stuff like that and how things go together. Um, after that, I, I started doing side jobs for people. Um, and then eventually it got to the point where uh, it, it was big enough that it, it would have been dumb not to go out on my own. And so I did that. At the time, it was a, a handyman business. Um, I had handyman in the name, and um, that was great for a while. There seems to be a certain um, uh, stigma, maybe stereotype about handyman-type people, um, and... Honestly, that that was good because I kind of set myself apart as like 
a high-end handyman type person um, that you could trust to be in your home and stuff like that. And um, it took it took probably two or three years of doing everything, I mean, everything home improvement related to figure out that um, I just love doing tile. I love doing bathroom remodels, custom showers, stuff like that. And um, the past couple of years, it's been all that and um, changed the name earlier this year to, to just very good remodel and construction. And, uh, you know, that that's all I'm doing. I'm booked out for the rest of this year. I don't know when this is going to air, but this is uh, – we're in July right now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, p- part of that being booked out for the rest of the year is my other business, which we can get into that too. Um, but it's just – it's been a wild ride and um, I never thought that I would enjoy something as much as I enjoy doing tile. I mean, it's, it's enriched my life in a way that I uh, can't even comprehend. I mean, I just love it. You know, you're my second interview for the day. And the first one, Montrell, he also bought a home. um, Well, he was 21. How old, you know, I guess that does, that's irrelevant, but he bought a home at a young age and, 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 you know, as a young man, he had more energy, and, and that's why he started teaching himself the trades to fix up his first home. Right. And that's what led to now, you know, 15 years later, he's actually building homes. Um, wow. So this is kind of speaks to the power of, you know, yeah, we we all, you said it yourself, like you don't have the, the typical background story, but we all, you know, got here somehow. Um, we, when I came up in it, my, my crew, my boss was uh, like a – you know, like a, like a semi-professional musician, you know, and he used to tour with a band a little bit and he had like, you know, the band was like, you know, I don't know how many guys were on the band, but he had four to five of the band members still working with him in tile. (laughs) And so our job site was filled with music every single day, both. Um, I mean, if there wasn't music on the radio, you had guys singing, you know, you had a guy singing the, the bass lines in, in one in one room and somebody singing the treble and somebody, you know, making the beats over in the other room. Like we, we felt we would typically tile the whole house in Tucson. So we would have, you know, three to six guys in one house working in one day and we would just make our own music if we didn't have it on. I mean, not me. I've never been a musician, but these guys... But I think an opera singer tile guy, that's something I've never heard of. So t- <laughs> I'm kind of curious to know, like, what goes into becoming, you know, an opera singer and, you know, the training. I mean, I imagine oh, there's a lot of uh, commitment to that. Yeah. Um, it, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't that I wanted to do opera or classical uh, at all. It was just I uh, was – I was super into music um, and I knew I wanted to be like a a music leader, worship pastor type person. Um, And, you know, those, those goals have changed obviously, Mm -hmm. but um, it was more of, I have to do that kind of to get the music degree. Mm -hmm. And, um, and honestly, I mean, I hate to say this, but I don't know how much that degree has served me. I've, I, I mean, I learned a ton in college, and I love my time there. I met my wife there, um, and so it was a, an amazing experience. Um, uh, I, I wonder how far along my tile business would be if I would have known from the beginning. Um, but you know, you, you can't do that, and I'm just glad I I found it eventually uh, because there were there were plenty of times in my life where I was. Uh, resigned to working a nine to five for somebody else at a job that I wasn't really passionate about. And, um, so now I'm just, uh, you know, if you would have asked me five years ago or even a few years ago, if, if I would have ended up here, then I would have looked at you like you had three heads. <laughs> it's funny how we find the things we love, right? Yeah. <laughs> you stumble and upon I, them, right? And, and when I was, in the start of my business, I had a couple of title jobs that just went bad. And and I said, I'm never doing this again. And, um, and then, you know, all it takes is a couple of them to go good. And then you kind of, you kind of get in this pattern of like, you have a a couple good jobs in a row and then you get, you get more entrenched in it. You learn more about it. And, um, 
it's it's just become a huge a huge passion now. And I, you know, I learned a lot of this from uh, the YouTube guys. To be honest, like I, I never worked under a tile setter. Um, I I learned all of. I think with the amount of amazing content that's on YouTube these days, if you have YouTube and you have good common sense and you know when you're out of your depth, like you can do some amazing things. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, I feel like you do have to have a passion for it. I mean, um, I, uh, this is, this is going to sound weird, but I put on tile videos to go to sleep sometimes. Like some of those, some of those hour long, uh, Sal videos where, uh, you, it's like, it's like tile ASMR almost where you just hear the, the, uh, trowel marks and the grouting and stuff like that. And then every now and then you'll hear the, uh, squirrely voice because it's, it's a uh, time lapse. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, it's, it's just, it's just one of those things that like, um, I never thought I would be involved with something that's that, uh, all encompassing. And I've, you know, this, this is probably going to lead into one of the other things um, that I, I would love to talk about if, if you guys are able to. But um, I posted about imposter syndrome mm-hmm. in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've, been, I've been mulling that over for a while because um, you just you get some of these higher paying jobs and, and you, see the, you see the profit come in at the end of the job. And you just, you just feel like I've never done that for, for that. I've never done something that I love for that amount of money and to be able to, you know, everything's paid and it's all clear. And it's like, you know, I can have this money now. Um, and part of that, part of that's just running, running a business in general. Um, but I, I feel like the more I've thought about it, the more I think that, I mean, I'm just doing some higher level stuff. Like, I mean, the good tile guys in general are are just doing some, you know, the stress level may be higher. Um, but, again, I think a lot of that does come down to uh, the passion you have for it. And somebody who doesn't have a passion for it isn't going to keep going, mm, you know, yeah. like, like we do. Yeah. Posture syndrome, I think, is an overlooked topic, but it's something I think everybody – like people think they don't struggle with it, right? Somebody else doesn't, but everybody – I think everybody goes through that – in their mind. It's like, it's like, we don't feel like we're, we're worthy of that for whatever reason, but like, it's something like you're saying the higher end jobs. I mean, that's, it comes with experience. Like you can't pay for that. Like for, for me, for the website stuff, I've been doing it for over a decade now. I'm like, why can't we charge that much? You know? And you go from first website I ever did was like 300 bucks. Now when our custom projects, we've charged well over 20, 30 grand for a while. I'm like, this is the same thing. But 10 years later, I see the value. This is pushing, you know, this is what it is. So it's like, you have to dismiss that. And you see other people doing it and, and even people doing it wrong, still charging more than you're like, what's going on here? Right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Well, and I feel like, I feel like sometimes if I don't, if I don't check my emotions instead of reality, yeah. I, I feel, I feel like, cause you know, my, my estimate acceptance percentage is going down, you know, the bigger I build my business. Um, so the, the number of estimates that get accepted, is percentage wise is, is going down, um, which is what I want. And mm. sometimes, I mean, that's the natural process of, of just economics, but sometimes you feel like you feel like the only reason this person accepted this is because they're a sucker. Like I found that I found <laughs> that one sucker and then you do an amazing job and it. And it's like, they're, they're so grateful for it and thankful for it. And um, they're happy to pay you that money because you know, there are so many, like, I, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of your listeners follow tile flooring and fails. Um, and I love that site. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's, it's so fun to watch. Um, and I, I hate tearing down other contractors, but at the same time, it's, it's just <clears throat> fun to see the pictures from all around the world. But, um, you know, it's so prevalent. Yeah. I mean, I, I tear out showers all the time. I tore out a, a, a year old shower where, the guy used mastic on the pan tile and the, the lady had uh, river rocks coming up on her feet when she stepped out of the shower <laughs> and you know, the, the pan was just like some lumber that was sloped down and they put quick creed in it. And, um, it's rough out there. Right. And I mean, that that's, 
that you know that's one thing that um, I like about the tile game is that um, you really can really set yourself apart, and it's it's not yeah. that difficult if you if you're really into the details and and uh, you love doing it. Yeah, and you said it. It's like an art to you, which you, people don't think about. It's yep. it's not just a job, you know. It's it's something. To, and, and anybody that is playing at that level in anything they do, it's it's an art to them, right? They're right. a master at it. I don't care if it's basketball or singing, whatever it is. It's an <laughs> art, right? They yep. they truly love it for what it and is. It's a, it's a it's a it's a finished creative piece. It's like even even flooring, you know, you know if it's bad, but you, you put in flooring or laminate or something, and you see it at the end, and it's like. Yep, that's a laminate floor. <laughs> but yeah. you see, t- a tile shower, um, and even even the design overall is one of those things that you walk in and you go, "Wow!" You know, it's it it. You can put some of your personality in it. You can put the homeowner's personality in it. Mm. Um, even the even the millions of different ways that everyone does their their niches. Um, you know, stuff like that. Mine. Mine tend to tend to be the same because I'll do jobs and show them pictures of it, and they're like, "I want that," you know. There you go. And so, um, it, it it's just yeah, it, it's a blast. I love doing it. Yeah, it, it it really shows too. You know, your passion for it shows in your work and and the way you you know market yourself and have discussions. This imposter syndrome, you know, and I'm I'm happy to dig into this as much as we want because this is something that goes you know, untalked about and maybe ununderstood, you know, I think for tile guys, what it looks like is, you know, and you, you brought up, you kind of touched on a couple points, you know, like in, if we're all hanging out and, and floor and tile fails or, you know, tile love or tile money or whatever group, you know, we're in or all of them, right. You know, we hear a lot of our peers talk about like, you know, apprenticeship program. You're not a real installer. If you're not an apprentice, you know, um, well, let's just take that one, for example. And then, you know, people talk about like, well, YouTube, you can't learn on YouTube. Well, no, actually, you know, and you mentioned it, Nathan, if you have common sense and, and good eye hand coordination, like there's not much you can't do by slowing down, watching some videos, making some mental notes, preparing your mind, gathering the tools and taking the steps. Yeah, you're going to be slow. And yeah, you're going to make mistakes, but 20, 30 year veterans in this trade make mistakes every day, possibly, you know? Yeah. Um, so one of the ways that I've learned to combat imposter syndrome, and you mentioned it, was to, sh- to quiet all that noise down. You know, all that noise, that's, it's just noise. It's just people talking. It's just yap, yap, yap. You know, yeah. who's buying from you? Focus on them. Who appreciates your work? Focus on them. You know, who's paying your bills? Focus on them because nothing else matters. You're in business for those people, you know, and that's, is that, that's kind of what you explain. And have you found any other tips or any other, you know, mental fortitude, action, action, actionable advice? So sometimes it's, it's best to just pause and look at the facts. I mean, uh, look at the facts of the situation. I, I had a, we were doing a mother-in-law suite. It was during the height of COVID and, um, and they, they were blocked off from the rest of the house. And, um, it was a, a kitchen remodel, I think, but we, we were working in there and, um, they would come in after we had left at the end of the day. And, um, the lady, the lady texted me one day afterwards and, she said, uh, we just went and looked at everything and it looks amazing. You guys are working magic in there and that kind of thing. And my first thought was, and I was working with somebody at the time. Um, I told him, I was like, man, I I wonder if she's really happy with it because if, if we were just like good contractors and we were just doing the job, um, she wouldn't feel the need to like give us uh, something like that, like throw a bone, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I wonder if she's not happy with it and she's just um, trying to, you know, push us forward in a better direction. And I had to push back on myself. I was like, man, just take the compliment. Like yeah. if they're not happy with something, they're going to tell you. And, um, you know, I, you kind of, you kind of um, have to ride this line of, uh, extreme precision versus profits. And, um, I don't care who you are. No tile job is absolutely hundred percent perfect. Right. Um, 
if you if you wanted to make a tile job 100% perfect with no difference, you know, no 64th inch gaps or differences here or there, um, you know, you'd be there for months, and it's it's like. Um, well, not only that, but you know, the reality is it's impossible. You know, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> it, striving for perfection is good, but holding yourself to perfection is impossible. You know, mm-hmm. you you know, you would be there forever, and it, perfection is the enemy of great. You know, perfection yep. is the enemy of accomplishing it with with everybody happy. You know, because if you're just striving for perfection, you're you're unrealistic. Yep. You know, yeah, you, you it, don't. It's that, it's that dance of like, um, what are what are you allowing? What are you allowing to be okay? Um, so, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to say that I learned everything from YouTube. Mm-hmm. I just, I sure. love the YouTube tile guys, sure. and every new video that comes out, I just eat it up. Yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. what, what are you, what are you willing to let be okay and say that I'm just going to cover it with grout? And my, my level for that is really high, and and it's. Um, it's uh, I, I pull a lot of tiles off the wall because I'm not happy with it. I mean, I'll put them up there and say that's good, and then I, it's almost like a challenge of like how how good can I get it? But but then again, it, it's that dance of like you still want to be profitable, and um, so it, it's it's tough. We I recently did a um, you know the the king of tile jobs of three by twelve herringbone with black grout, nice and. Um, and it's tough, man. When you're when you're when you're putting it up, and you're like a hair off somewhere, and um, you know, I mean, you, you do your best. I, I've recently used those uh, wall flattening shims from Built with Foam. I love those because the the wall was leaning mm-hmm. way back, and uh, I was rebuilding that whole side of the wall, and so everything with the wall was perfect. And um, but then you know, you also have imperfections in tile, and it's like. Um, you and you you see the grout coming through or the uh, the thin set coming through in different spots, and when you're putting it up, it's just like, oh man, this is this is uh, not good. And then you grout it, and it's like I can't even see the spots that I was worried about. Mm-hmm. And um, then and especially with everything put together, um, it's just like, man, I think someone someone commented on my post and said I, I would rather feel bad about it while I'm building it and feel good about it later than the other way around. Right. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. So you mentioned ear- earlier, you know, you had, you had a couple of tile jobs go bad in the beginning. Um, you know, I understand your progression into the trade a little bit. You know, you, you bought a home, you kind of DIY'd it, you started a handyman business. No doubt you had multiple skills, how did you end up, you know, specializing in, in, I mean, I know you're doing remodeling now and I do want to talk to you about the reasons why you're doing remodeling, but it seems like tile kind of sucks you in. It, it hooked you, you know, how, yeah. <laughs> like, what about tile really spoke to you? Um, I think the, um, I think with the amazing technology that's coming along with, um, not having to spend years learning how to float walls and stuff like that, I've. I think that's great, and I kind of wish I knew how to, but I've never floated a wall. Um, I do plenty of mud pans, but um, the the barrier for entry on tile, if you're if you're willing to be very detail oriented, um, was fairly low. And if if you're willing to learn, um, uh, you know, learning how to use the products and just like the support that the different companies have, I've, I've used Schluter, I've used Laticrete, I've used all the different, uh, building products. And, um, seems like all the reps are extremely happy to help you and let you know how to do things right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, learning how to do that and using the products and just not being stuck in the, in the old ways. Um, I, my wife showed a picture of one of my jobs to uh, an old school Tyler and he saw the leveling clips and he said, Oh, he, sh- he should have done it right. He should have done it right with the, without them. And, 
I'm like, uh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but that that's, that's the other, the other thing about, I, I like about staying in the loop is that, um, technology's changing all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, premixed grouts and, uh, leveling clips and, uh, different thin sets that are all coming out. Um, make your like, job easier. Yeah. It makes yeah. it so much easier and it, and it'll last 200 years, you know, if mm-hmm. you do it right. And um, you just have to be willing to learn and and willing to to change your ways and um, again yeah. just do it right. You mentioned mud floating in Oklahoma. I mean, are you tearing out old mud jobs? Is there nope. no? So I've never never seen one. Got it. It's so, usually it's usually of course there's plenty of drywall, duroc and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's lots of duroc. Um, but I I uh, it, it's mostly it's mostly just builders uh putting tile on top of the drywall pretty Mm -hmm. much yeah i want to touch i'd like to touch on something that nathan said about those first couple of jobs where you struggled Um, more just kind of ties into me with imposter syndrome with the confidence thing like how did you come back from that confident enough to go charge on another job oh man (laughs) um well i i was i was lucky that i wasn't specifically in tile at the time because i had a bad bad taste in my mouth after a couple of the jobs. Mm. And, um, I think it was the same for me with any other aspect of business. Uh, it's like, it, it, it doesn't matter, um, how many times you get knocked down. It matters how many times you get up. And, yeah. and, um, there were still things that I liked about those jobs. And I wanted to really get down into the nitty gritty of, of why I couldn't finish a certain job or, or, what I was doing wrong. Mm. And, um, I think that that's where a lot of, a lot of businesses fail is they're, they're not willing to figure out what went wrong. They're not willing to, and you know, um, I think that, uh, doing it at doing things like that ethically are really important too. Uh, they Mm. were, you know, those jobs that I messed up on, I wasn't going to charge them for my time. Like I gave them all their money back and cause that, that was on me. It's like, I, I have to do better next time. Um, and so I don't, I don't know exactly the progression of, of how it sucked me in, but I know that I had a couple good jobs in a row and I was like, I want to, I want to build on that feeling. It was almost like, it was almost like a challenge. Like, okay, I had a, I had a couple of fails. Like I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to, um, overcome that. And then I think after time, it just kind of overcame me and now I'm, I've been sucked in completely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Seems like, uh, you have the uh, growth mindset. I don't know if people talked about that, you know, the fixed mindset, growth mindset, like you can't get better at it. Just takes the time, right? You're not just Mm -hmm. like, I just suck at tile. I'm done. It's over. Right. (laughs) It's like, I can learn. I just need the time and attention. And yeah. Well, and that was almost the, the fact that I, the fact that I failed at those jobs and was able to move on was almost motivation for me because I knew that there were going to be other contractors that did it. And I was going to be able to be the one that came in and did it right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm, I'm like, uh, cause I, I know there are a lot of companies that aren't tile specific that do tile. And, um, I wanted to be the guy that would come in with the expertise in the area in, instead mm-hmm. of being the guy that, um, I mean, essentially without, without being on the job site, before I started doing tile jobs, I mean, I had to have a couple of bad jobs just to learn. And, um, and it's unfortunate. I would, I would do it differently hundred percent if I could. Um, I would probably have somebody come alongside me or something like that. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't completely, uh, dumbfounded and, and hopeless at what I was doing, but there were just some things that I was like, you know, rather than tear this all out and redo it, I want you to have somebody qualified to redo it. And, and these have all been, you know, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's been nothing but growth since then. And I, wow. I've, I've learned a little bit on every job, um, as we do. And, uh, now I'm starting to get into the, like the, the real fine details, um, and starting to get really efficient. That's that, that was the thing for this year, um, is just getting more efficient at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last few years have just been, um, 
really learning about products and tile selection and design and stuff like that. And um, now I'm in, you know, of course I'm, I made money on those jobs, but now I really want to get more efficient and uh, really start trying to make some of that tile money going Mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So you, so tell us a little bit more about, about how you have, have it set up now. I mean, you, you're a remodel and construction company. Um, what does that allow you to do and kind of why did you choose that versus, you know, tile, very good tile guy or something, you know? Yeah, well, I considered that. Um, and I considered having a bathroom in the name and that seemed kind of icky. I don't, I don't know why, but, um, uh, but you know, I, I wanted to, it, I wanted to give myself an out, uh, at, in the beginning of when I changed my name of, um, not doing tile, uh, which I don't ever see that happening. Um, but I, I just wanted an overarching kind of name. Something you um, can grow into. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And, and if I, if I ever want to expand and have, and have crews doing other jobs other than tile, I just wanted to have that option. Um, and, uh, you know, right now I'm just, I'm a one man show. I'm only doing bathrooms, um, and tile remodels. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the the name was just, it, it, I have, I have listed on my trailer, all the services and on my business card, all the services, and it's all just bathroom and and tile related. Mm -hmm. So usually if people, ask for a card. Um, I'll give them that and it'll be pretty clear on that. But, um, I I do still get a lot of, uh, uh, messages and, and that kind of thing about what all I do. And I kind of have a, a preset, um, in my notes app thing that I send them and a couple of graphics just to kind of explain it. Smart, smart to list all your services. You know, I was, I think it was like Tom Reber. I was talking to the other day or listening to him and he said like, you know, he was a painter and he did, he painted anything you wanted him to basically, but he had this one client who used him to paint, you know, interior of the rooms. Well, he showed up to do an interior room job and here they had his, one of his competitors doing the exterior. And he said, you know, we do exteriors. And they said, no, we didn't know that we would have hired you. (laughs) And, and then he learned, okay, like you just said, let's list it all out because, you know, it's not enough to have tile in the name. They don't know, you know, they think you just do showers because you did their shower. And then they're going to call a different guy for the floors, you know, let them know what you do and don't do. Um, I I like that. That's a good tip. Yeah, And you can, you know, you can um, kind of uh, tailor that towards what you want to do the most, too. Right. right. Um, I I have bathroom remodel really big at the top Mm -hmm. um, because those are my favorite kind of jobs. It's just the all inclusive, just update everything, you know, build a new shower floors paint whatever um and then i've got stuff on there like uh heated flooring curbless showers because uh that those are a couple things that people don't typically think about when they're thinking about bathroom remodel so it's just like it just puts something in their mind of like hey there those are options like having a heated floor is a thing um i've done a few of those and People are just um, people are just like you can't go back. You know? Right, right. <laughs> we have, I mean, we have we have some mild winters here, and then we have some that are extreme. Yeah. And uh, especially if you got an exterior wall, you know, it's it's uh it's cool to just walk in there, and it's it's almost it's almost weird. It's just like you don't think of it as a heated floor; you just think of it as it's not cold like tile <laughs> normally is. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah. it's it's a cool it's a cool process. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned earlier you have, um, did you mention like you have a second business besides this? Did I hear that correct? Christmas lights. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) We were going to talk about that for the, that's your winter business. That's your Christmas business. That's the other, um, thing that all other tile guys do, right? Is they have their tile business and they have their Christmas light business. (laughs) When, when, when I, as I mentioned earlier, I, I, uh, Worked for a lawnmower shop for about five years, and most lawn guys will do lights in the winter, and that's where I learned how to do it. And um, it was also a way when I first went out on my own, um, because I was nervous. I didn't have a ton of money in the bank. I had a a regular job. Um, I had two kids at the time. The budget was pretty tight, and... 
I was like, I think there's a lot of potential in me starting my own business. And, um, Christmas lights was something that like, I know I can make a lot of money in a little amount of time, um, based on what some of these lawn guys are doing. Fire, a lot of firefighters do it because they, you know, they work 24 on 48 off and, uh, they're good with ladders. And so a lot of firefighters do it. Um, but that's where, that's where I learned how to do it. And we essentially cut it off of a thousand foot spool and they pick their color. We find a power source and it's all, it's all led. It goes quick. Um, so we only, you know, need one outlet. You're not, you don't have extension cords all over the roof, like in the old days. (laughs) And I was, I mean, I, I was astounded at how much I could make doing tile, I was flabbergasted at the demand for Christmas lights. And um, because when you first think of that, uh, that subject and the idea of someone coming to your Christmas lights, um, there are some parts in the country that it's like, what? Like, like that, that's real. Like other people come and hang Christmas lights and then you get into the business and, and it, it's everywhere. Um, and it's just, it's crazy the demand that happens. And um, another thing that's great about it is it's recurring revenue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do, you have a certain amount of people that you do reinstalls for. Some of them move away. Some of them uh, can't afford it this year or whatever. But, um, you know, you have a certain amount of, of revenue coming in wow. um, at, that, at that part of the year. And the other great thing about it is um, I... I I make enough money during that time that I feel good about taking a couple of weeks off during mm. the middle of December. And, um, because mm. I, I'm, I'm really go, go, go. Like I, I, um, that's your urine bonus, I, huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like the whole like hustle mindset, you know, seven days a week, no matter what, go, go, go. But at the same time, like when I'm, when I'm working, I'm, I'm working. So, um, those those uh, those five or six days a week that I do work, they're very um, head down, getting stuff done, and uh, so this about the second week in December. At that point, it, it's usually not worth it to only have it for a couple weeks, and so uh, we just do we take a couple t- couple weeks off and do service calls and uh, get ready for takedowns in January. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, are you are you hanging the Christmas lights and then bringing them home? It's turnkey. Okay. okay. So wow. we, I, I buy everything and a lot, of, I, I wouldn't say a lot, but um, probably most of the homeowners, uh, I, I've never even met them. Mm. Like, I'll, we'll go and hang their lights while they're at work. They'll pay the invoice online and they'll let me know if they have lights down or anything like that. Um, but we... Uh, yeah, we custom cut them, we hang them, um, we provide everything, and then we come back in January and we store them in a storage unit, and we're back the next year. Cool. It's it's essentially just uh, you know we just consider it like an all inclusive service. We yeah. don't we don't really sell the lights. Um, we own everything, and essentially it's it's a lease. Got um, it. Got but it. But we we put them up at their house, take them down, and they they just they know that I'm paying this amount to have our house look amazing with these color lights from, you know, whenever to October to end of December. And, um, and honestly, I, I, I really honed in on, on my Christmas light business before I started to get into the details of my tile business. And I, I pulled a lot of the, um, the main concepts from my Christmas light business into my tile business. And one of those is that we get, so many leads coming in middle of October, early November that, um, you know, we probably get, I mean, I'll, I'll have a message come in. I'll send them a little welcome message and say, Hey, this is our, uh, starting price. This is kind of the average from last year. Um, some of them can go into these amounts depending on the house and, um, you know, probably half of those are scared away get sticker shock or whatever you want to call it out of those half. Um, you know, they'll send me their address. I'll measure the roof line, give them a custom estimate for their house. Um, I'd say probably maybe two of those, 
get converted into a sale. And so, and those are, you know, those are really good numbers, probably one or two out of every 10 leads for Christmas lights. And I've tried to, I've tried to push that into my tile business area because I, I used to feel terrible about not getting estimates accepted. Mm. And I just realized that, you know, I, I can't, like, I, I have to, I have to be able to say no to stuff. Right. And whether that's, whether that's out front saying no or saying no by my price. Right. And you know, that, that's, uh, and at that, you know, at that point it just becomes, becomes a number game. So it's like, it's like if I'm only getting one out of every 10 accepted, you know, that means I have to get a certain number of leads to fill up my day, to fill up the schedule, to fill up all the number of spots that I have for new lighting customers. And, um, it's kind of the same with tile. You know, I, I probably have, I obviously have less, less leads coming in, but I'm still trying to be at that low estimate percentage number because I, I just, I want to ride that line of like, uh, making a good living doing it and being able to take my time and, and do the job that I, I know, get, get what I feel like it's worth essentially um, versus not leaving money on the table. And um, so it, it, you know, you start, you start compromising on what your prices are. And then all of a sudden you're, you're playing this mental ping pong of like, like, should I recut that? Or I gave this guy a good deal. So he surely he'll be fine with that. And um, so that's uh that's kind of, that, that was the whole reason I wanted to even bring up the Christmas light thing is because there are a lot of parallels with um, running my Christmas light business and running the tile business. Absolutely. No, I'm glad you did. And I, I, I agree. Grant and I agree, you know, that yeah. business is business, you know, and I've said it a bunch on this podcast. You know, the reason I wanted tile money podcast was to really attract the tile contractor. But the fact of the matter is, before a Tile Money podcast, there wasn't a Tile Business podcast. Guess what? I was listening to, I might have been listening to a Christmas light podcast. I might have been listening <laughs> yeah. to a real yep. estate podcast. I might have been listening to um, a hot, you know, a, a food truck business podcast. It didn't really matter. The concepts and the, um, you know, like you said, the fundamentals were going to transfer over to a Tile contractor business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beneficial sometimes to listen to somebody outside of it. So you get different ideas. I love to spawn new ideas off different industries. You're like, how could I translate that into this? Oh, that makes sense. Well, I feel like the, the, the bigger my business grows, I feel like the, the Christmas light business is going to kind of lead the way for the things I do with the tile business, because I'm, I'm going to have to hire for Christmas lights thing because Mm. we've got a, we've got, so many recurring customers that our reinstalls are almost going to take up all of October wow. if, if it's just me and one other guy. And so I really like to, you know, have crews, um, that are, that are doing the reinstalls or crews that are doing new installs. Um, and I, I'm going to have to do that with Christmas lights before I do it with tile. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, this is, this is kind of a pivot now to, um, hiring for a tile business, but, um, to be honest, I, I don't know that I want to, yeah. um, in it, it, it's similar to, uh, um, I think it was your 200th episode that you talked about Mike Moreno and he was, um, you know, uh, didn't want to, didn't really want to hire anybody, just wanted to do the work. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I have, I have dealt with subcontractors in the past and sometimes it turns out good. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I, I just really enjoy having that relationship with the homeowner. They see me every day. I'm doing the work. And, um, and again, you know, that that's just for me, that's my perspective on things. There's nothing wrong with guys who are general contractors or, or are selling jobs and then hiring them out to different people. Uh Um, but it, you know, talk to me next year and, and I may have a whole different, um, different perspective on it. Um, but just for now, it's like, I want to, I want to nail down and get absolutely certain that I know what I'm doing in the business. And then, um, 
who knows? I mean, I, I may hire people to do tile for me. I, I may get into yeah. uh, real estate and, you know, work on my own homes instead of working on other people's houses. I've considered doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for now I'm just, I'm just enjoying doing the work. I'm in my early thirties. And so, you know, I've got 30, 40 years left to figure out, yeah. you know, really get everything honed in. I don't have 30 years left in my body if I'm going to be doing time. <laughs> well, you might, I mean, it, it kind of sounds like you got, you got the thinking, right? I mean, earlier you said, you know, I don't subscribe to the hustle mindset, you yeah. know, I'm going to do it at my pace. And, you know, I, I mean, honestly, like, I guess that's something you never know. You know, um, when I was 20, I felt invincible. You know, when I was 30, <laughs> I started realizing I wasn't invincible. By the time I was 35, I knew I had to make a plan quick <laughs> because I really abused my body as a, yeah. as a production worker at 17, 18, 19 through 25, right. really. Um, but I like that you, you're, you know, you're saying, you know what, I'm not going to subscribe to the hustle till, you know, fake it till you make it, hustle hard, you know, seven days a week. You know, there are times when, you know, as business owners, we, we do understand we're going to have that season of, of life, of business. Um, and, you know, but then you're taking control of it by saying October's my Christmas lights. So <laughs> you probably don't book a lot of, you know, tile jobs. No, nope, zero. That, yeah, that, change that's of pace. Thing, yeah. That's another thing I love about it is it's it's a change of pace. I, I get outside, and it's when the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. The last few um, Christmas seasons, it's been in the high 50s, low 60s. Mm. And, you know, we're out there in short sleeve shirts hanging Christmas lights. And yeah. it, it's a blast. Yeah. And, um, and I just... I just love that business. I love everything about it. It's, it's very profitable. Um, and I've got to, they've got really good, um, uh, reps to get all the materials and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I, I, it is, it is a, it is a nice change of pace. Um, and it's cool to be able to, um, I only have to worry about, book and tile from you know february to october right and um i still get leads coming in all through christmas light season and then a lot of times i can get a few months of the next year booked out you know months in Mm -hmm. advance and that's one one thing i love about bathroom remodels is like it's it's usually never um uh it's usually never like it needs to be done right away yeah you know it's just something that it's it's old. We want to change it. Um, even showers that leak, people let them go. <laughs> right. People let them go sometimes years before yeah. they even yeah. call me. Yeah. And um, so it's usually not so, something's on fire and we need to have this done. Um, usually people are willing to uh, do their do their homework and uh, figure out the right person for the job, and then you know get it on the schedule a few months down the road. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, an important thing you kind of said is that internal dialogue about determining what you want for yourself, success. You know, there's so much outward pressure, especially being in groups, reading stuff online. It's like success is driven. Like people are driving a Ferrari. They got this, like whatever. But what is your actual, like, you know, certain things that I want to spend time with my family, whatever that looks like, right? I want to work four days a week or five days a week or whatever. I want to take off two months a year or something. So a lot of people never take that time to actually reflect on that i'm i'm fascinated by the um by the concept of of just like if then statements or like or like right so okay so you build a business and you get a lot of money like then what right what what does what does that get you um i saw a meme the other day that i wanted to bring up i have it right here it (laughs) says uh it says, I want to be rich means, one, you want to get rid of the alarm clock. Two, you want to leisurely spend time with people you love. Three, you want to stop worrying about the rent or whether you can buy healthy food. Four, you want to be able to help. Five, you want to do more of what you love. And I love that because it's like, you know, we're, we're not just like greedy people that just want to get up, get all the money and be able to uh, just buy whatever we want. It's like we're trying to make money so that we can spend time with family so that we can like give money. I want to, I want to give to stuff that I believe in. 
um, not to get um, religious, but the the story of the Good Samaritan wouldn't have happened if he didn't have money, you know. <laughs> and um, I want to be able to, you know, give back to things that have helped me. And um, you know that that's the you always have to like define why why you why do you want to build a business? Why do you want to make more money, etc. Um, because I could probably, I mean, I, I could probably double my revenue and not take much more home and say that I have a such and such dollar business, um, just for the pride of it, but I don't have any interest in that. And, um, I'm not, I'm not saying that people who that's their goal to make revenue more are evil or anything. Um, but I'm always, I'm always thinking like, you know, what I, I'm doing this so that I can do what, so that I can do what, so that I can do what. I, I think there's a misnomer that um, people who make a lot of money, they just do it so they can go, you know, sit margaritas on the beach. Yeah. And I think, you know, you do that for two weeks in a row and you're going to be bored. And yeah. you got to have a, a purpose and a, a thing you're driving for. Um, but Grant, you mentioned something about the groups and uh, it, it, I just want to say that, dude, the Tile Money Facebook group is one of the most uplifting Facebook groups I, I've I've been a part of, oh, and I think you. I think that um, you know your your personality and the way that you deal with things, Luke, is is a big part of that. Um, being a part of some of these Facebook groups is is vicious, man, and <laughs> it's just like uh, I, one of my favorite quotes is. Um, Comparison kills creativity. And um, one of my other favorite quotes, actually, and this really uh, applies to Facebook groups, is um, never take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Mm. And I I, I saw that, and I I don't know, I probably saw it on a meme page or something, but um, (laughs) I saw that, and I was like, man, there's some things that are internalized in you for a long time, and then you see them. And you're like, oh my gosh! Somebody just put that into words in a in a way that I couldn't, like right. so simply. Um, but I think that's something to something to keep in mind for all the people who are on uh, all those groups because there there are a lot of people there who just want to stir up trouble and yeah, who've never tiled a day in their lives. <laughs> yeah, loose group is there, you know. Uplift. I, I don't know the other groups, so but uplift is to help uplift everybody. The the the, yep. the 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 trade itself, the business owners, obviously, to help make more money for themselves or charge what they're worth. Imposter syndrome, all that stuff comes in. So it's you know, there's something to be said about actually caring and helping other people. A high tide raises all ships. There you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's. Just, I, I I love all that kind of stuff. That's just good for the business overall. Um, I'm always, I'm always trying to think long-term, um, in any area of life, but especially in business, there are things that you put into motion that you're not going to see the fruits of for a long time. Uh, there, there are some jobs that are like, I'm just going to call this job a loss because I'm going to, I want to get that saw that's going to make the next, you know, 10 years of jobs way easier. Um, I just got two grabos and that hurt. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not cheap, but I, I used them, uh, on a, on a glass panel on a recent job and it was like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. I don't, I I didn't think about the cost anymore. I think that's, that, that's the one time that, um, you complain about all that, uh, that high cost stuff is the time you buy it. But, you know, as long as it helps the business and you have the uh, margin to do it, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's one of those things that like, how, how far can you, how far can you pull back the arrow before right. you let it go? Right. And, um, I'm always thinking about that and, and, and the further you pull it back, the further it's going to propel you. Hmm. And it's kind of a, you know, pleasure delay kind of thing rather than, um, just trying to trying to get the money and put it straight into the bank account. It's like investing in the business. That's that's a, a big deal to me. I love your mindset on that, Nathan. And and the fact is, you know, you've you've really weaved in a lot of good mindset, business, you know, thoughtful, you know, things that will um, 
eventually, you know, like you said, sometimes some of this stuff takes years to pay off, you know, buying an expensive tool. You don't see that return. Well, you might see it on day one, you know, <laughs> carrying a glass panel, you're going to see that return right away and realize that. But the more glass panels you carry and the more large tiles you carry with those grabbles, you know, the more you're going to stack that, that ROI. And I, I really appreciate what you guys said about the Facebook group. I really do. I have to say though, like the Facebook group is that way because of the people in it. We have so many people willing to volunteer their time and energy and, and share their business insights. You know, um, you can, you can search my name in there and I'm not one of the most prolific or, uh, uh, prolific common people, common yeah. commenters. You know, I don't make a lot of content there because frankly, you know, and I remember somebody once told me you should put your face on the, on the, you know, on, on the thing. And I thought about it. It just didn't sit right for me. You know, it's not about me. It's about us. And well, you've got the mustache on there, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got, you know, I, you know, I do, I do some branding, you know, I got the mustache yeah, yeah. and stuff, but I, I've been, I've been moving away from that on a lot of my branding because I want it. I'm thinking 10 years. I'm thinking who's going to be on the mic next, you know, cause I want tile money to be there long-term. So it is going to gradually be less about the mustache, even though like I got the background right now, but <laughs> the point is, you know, if it was just me, yeah, I had a nice little business, you know, and it was growing, but now we've made it about all these other people they have big businesses, small businesses, Christmas light businesses. You know, they have all kinds of things to share. And, and so, you know, that's that's really, you know, the thing is I really and I and I only reason I say this is just I really thank the 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 active members of that group in the community like yourself jumping on here sharing everything you shared and I really appreciate your time today. We're coming up in an hour. Can you believe it? Like that went by really quick. <laughs> yeah, um, and we really appreciate getting to know you, know you, Nathan. Where where can <laughs> folks find your work? Are you on Instagram, TikTok? Uh, where yeah? Yep. I'm not on TikTok yet, but uh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> it's just, man, I wish I had more time to make content. I, I I have considered. That's the one. That's the one thing I have seriously considered is hiring a, a content guy to just follow me around, like a D Rock type person, yeah, and just be like, "Hey, you got to do this many uh, TikToks a week. You got to do this many Instagrams, uh, you know, Facebook posts, whatever." Um, but I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. It's just very good remodel. Um, should be able to just search it and find it pretty quickly, and um, you can uh, see all my work on there. I wish I was more active. I probably I probably post once a week. Um, something like that. And, uh, I, I wish I had time to do it more. Um, but I'm just out there slinging tile, you know? Nice. <laughs> well, Nathan, we really appreciate, unless Grant has one more thought or anything. I don't, I don't. It's been great. I love the mindset all the quotes, all that stuff speaks to me. I know personally, at least. So it's, it's great to hear that yeah. from somebody else as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, you've had a, you've had a lot of, um, very, uh, what's the word, uh, very eloquent speakers on lately. So it's probably good to have somebody like me come on and kind of balance it out. <laughs> no, no, sometimes, I, sometimes it's hard to get what's in my brain out. And, you know, I don't, I don't do podcasts. I don't speak for a living like you guys, but uh, it's, it was cool to, to be a guest on. And like I said, I, I was just honored to talk to you for a while. Right on brother. Well, we appreciate having you um, and enjoy your weekend. And, uh, and stay in touch. I'm looking forward to continuing to see your posts and see your business grow. Yes, sir. Let's do it again. We'll do. We'll do. We will All do. right. All right, Grant. Um, well, that's about it. I really enjoyed talking to Nathan. Um, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you, and I'll give you a minute to think about it. But what you know, what was your number one takeaway from that conversation? You know, mine. You know, mine was really. Uh, you know, again, I just really like. You, you know, I I, I like that quote where he he quoted the bible you know the good samaritan you know i was i was raised fundamentalist christian myself and i know it Mm -hmm. well it's something that a lot of christians or a lot of people don't realize like we yeah you know the bible has a scripture and a multiple scriptures says you know the root of money you know the root of evil could be the love of money or is the love of money right (laughs) sure and and sometimes that's what we focus on but i really like the fact he said if that good Samaritan didn't have some money, he wouldn't have been able to help that, 
you know, that poor soul who really needed a few days of, of care. So let's not forget that we're, we're in business to really, you know, collect money. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what what can we buy with that money? Who can we help? You know, the community, the employee, the the homeowner. You know, yeah. so that was my one of my takeaways. You want to share something? I yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But I mean, yeah, like you said, money has utility, right? It's like some of the most philanthropic people. Obviously, they're some of the richest people in the world. Right. People look at rich people as if they're evil or right. whatever that you know, some type of animosity. But uh, even within a church, I feel like the people that have the most control over the church. I've heard this from a preacher are the people that have the most money, right? So they're going to point the church. So uh, separate from that, I really like to talk about the imposter syndrome. And to me, to me personally, it comes back to a confidence thing. At least when I look at, when I reflect myself on why couldn't you charge more? Why don't you believe in yourself or trust yourself to do this? You know, that kind of thing. I think a lot of people struggle with confidence, no matter how far along they are in their business. And for Nathan to be able to have those first couple of jobs where he struggled and not give up and have that growth mindset to like, I'm not, that good at this yet. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I can learn to get there. And he actually strived for that. Obviously he found a love with tile and that's going to speak to a lot of people in your community, but that, you know, that, that need and want to get better and continue to elevate himself. And still to this day, he's still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just wants to get better. Um, and at the end of the day, he's that translates into happy clients, which that's the whole goal of the business in the first place. Right. Right. Tile friends, please, please, please stay positive out there. There's so many opportunities out there for for business owners, for uh, entrepreneurs, you know, and and above all else, please, please, please stay profitable, Tile friends. All right, over and out. We'll talk at you next week.